Welcome to the Humans of the Hub podcast. Hub Coworking Hawaii is a co-working, meeting, and event space on Oahu. Since its founding, the Hub has served thousands of members and hundreds of companies. This podcast is about getting to know some of the entrepreneurs, freelancers, and remote workers who use the Hub as a base of operations. Welcome to our latest episode of Humans of the Hub. I'm joined today by Leslie Matthews. Leslie grew up on Maui. She earned her Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice from Texas Women's University and her Master of Science in Social Work at the University of Texas at Arlington. She then earned her Juris Doctor from the William S. Richardson School of Law at the University of Hawaii, Manoa, and following law school served as a legislative attorney and a deputy prosecuting attorney. She's honored to be the immediate past president of the African American Lawyers Association of Hawaii, immediate past president of the Maui County Bar Association, and serves as special counsel to the judiciary. She is now a lecturer for the University of Hawaii at Manoa and is a founder and managing attorney of Speak Out and Up Law, a legal empowerment law firm focused on working to end violence against women and girls, building community with uncommon allies, Elevating the voices of those who have been silenced and enhancing service provision to underserved communities. Thank you very much for joining us today, Leslie. Thanks, Alex. It's really nice to be here with you all. Definitely the impressive bio. Um, a lot to unpack in there for sure. Can we dive right into to what you're doing now at Solon? Can you tell me a little bit about the mission of Solon and what inspired you to start it? Yes. Um, thank you so much. So uh, Soul Law is a legal empowerment law firm, and it's rooted in Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, which says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, ensure justice for those being crushed, just speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. So that is why um, just under two years ago, I started my law firm to be able to better um, have services available to those that have historically been excluded from having legal services. And we wanted to be able to bring the same level of service uh, when I was formerly a government attorney to the people for people power and to make sure that folks have access to justice and kind of demystify the law a little bit um, and really just make sure that we're a community-based law firm um, and that we do a lot of community education, community outreach is important to us. And so that's why we exist. And I'm really excited to be here with you to share more about us. Was it something that when you were working for the government as an attorney, you noticed, hey, you know, these are the people or these are the demographics that aren't getting representation or are maybe afraid of approaching an attorney or a lawyer? What was the, that sort of spark for you that, that made you think, hey, you know, here's this group that isn't getting the justice that they deserve and I want to be the person to provide it? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, when I was 10 years old, I called a family meeting and I told my parents and my brother, I said, I want to go to I want to go to law school. I want to become an attorney. Um, I want to work with women, children and families. I want to do it for free. But that was before I knew about bills. OK, um, so it's been a dream of mine to be an attorney for a long time and to have that come into fruition. And when we look, especially, you know, in Hawaii and just 
you know, also, you know, in America about the justice gap, there is a large gap of people who have civil legal needs that go unrepresented because they can't afford services or they don't understand the law. Um, And so it was amazing to work at the, you know, as a legislative attorney, as a deputy prosecuting attorney. Um, but I really wanted to be closer with the people. It's my social worker heart coming out and mel- melding the two. And just it's been a really incredible journey to um, have the team grow to beyond me, to have offices on multiple different islands and to really serve in Hawaii and be based on Maui where I am, but be able to, you know, work throughout Hawaii. And um, it's a dream come true. Sometimes I pinch myself because I, I cannot believe that this is the life that I'm blessed to live. Um, but it's it's an awesome opportunity. Only two years, I think you said that you've been running it and already working across the islands, multiple offices, a growing team. Um, that's awesome amount of growth in such a short period. What uh, what has been, can you give me like a highlight of, because I'm sure it's an incredible amount of work. I know you're busy working a lot. Can you give me a highlight of when it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is sort of my dream. This is what makes it all worth it for me. Yeah, um, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, um, but really my clients make the difference for me. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, I do serve, as court-appointed counsel on the Child Welfare Services calendar, uh, representing children and families, parents going through difficult times. And you're meeting some people at their lowest moments. And my clients make the difference for me. Their will to not give up, to keep going. When we need to have multiple meetings, when I'm calling and I'm saying, I need this, that. Seeing my team work incredibly hard with the community, with our clients, uh, to reunify families, to make sure that people have access to justice. We also work with people that are fleeing persecu- persecution in our asylum cases. And seeing my clients rise to the occasion and stand up um, about ins- what seems insurmountable that is what makes the difference. And we had a, a really good win um, of just back in at the end of March. And a, a, a woman was able to be reunited with her children and to flee domestic violence. And that she's here with us today. That's the wins that we go for. And it's hard work, but we're here for it. That's incredible. Um I know you're on Oahu a lot, and like you mentioned, you're working across the the islands. Why is it important to you to stay uh, and keep your home base on on Maui, where you grew up? Yeah, it's important to me to be here on Maui because this is where I grew up. And as much as I'm blessed to be able to do a lot of different things around the world, and when I graduated law school, I told my family and friends, I may not even be living, you know, in Hawaii or in America or wherever. And God brought me back home to Maui. And growing up here as a child and now practicing law here as an adult, you see how much injustice that there is and how great the need is. So 
my some of my very best friends live on Maui. I mean, on on Oahu and other places. And people ask me if I'm moving back to Oahu, but it's important for me to stay here on Maui because that's where the need is. Um, there's there's not a lot of services that are provided for folks in need on the sister islands. So it's important to me to keep this um, home base here at home, but also be available to serve throughout Hawaii. So how how do people um, find you or or how do you find cases? Yeah, so we are very busy, but for us, it's about quality of care rather than quantity of clients because just because someone doesn't have the ability to pay or they may not understand the legal system, we want them to still have the same level of service if they were able to pay an infinite amount. Um, and so to your question about how people find us, we go where the need is. We, Our first mission is service. And so we, you will find us um, at different community events. You'll find us serving. Uh, I have an incredible opportunity to serve with organizations such as Maui Rescue Mission, Project Vision Hawaii, who specifically serve folks that are houseless. And whether we're doing laundry or legal services, we're there to show up and serve the need because service is our is our is our mission. You know, sometimes somebody does have a legal need, but that's not their only need. And so uh, we want to go where the need is, serve the need. And if people have a civil legal need that we can help with, we're happy to do that and see if we're the right firm for them or connect them to a firm that may better suit their needs. Uh, so I oftentimes wonder, how did you find me? And they keep finding us and we're blessed by that and we'll continue to serve the need and uh, you know, think about strategic growth so that we can continue serving in this capacity. I want to ask you a financial question, um, and if you don't want to answer, you can say pass, and we'll cut it out later. But I have a friend who somewhat recently graduated from law school, maybe like two years ago, and, and I think her story is kind of similar to a lot of people I know who get into law, where like they start, you know, maybe similar to you, where they want to make a difference and and actually like create justice in in the world and serve and a need that there's a gap and it ends up becoming um, difficult for them to do that and financially make ends meet especially in Hawaii so you're you've created this firm where you are living that passion and doing it for people who couldn't afford to pay for the justice that they deserve where does Soul Law get its funding from and, and how have you made that possible? Yes. So it is definitely, um, it is a faith walk, uh, you know, especially transitioning from being a government attorney where you don't have to worry about billing, billable hours and all those things. Uh, I want, I pull from, I'm a social worker and one of my first jobs out of undergrad was at the Fort Worth police department. And I served as a, a family violence specialist and my job was on a grant. And you had to learn how to write grants because if you didn't get the grant, your position may be eliminated. So from a very uh, very early in my professional career, I learned about the skill of grant writing, grant management. I was formerly one of the attorneys for um, the budget committee. And so what's important to me is that we look for ways that we can fund 
legal services to help offset the costs for our clients. So we do this in a number of ways. We uh, work with different organizations, businesses. Uh, We also get contracts from the state to be able to provide services to folks that can't afford to pay. Uh, And so it is a journey of how do you make this work? And my team is amazing. We work really hard. And sometimes you do scratch your head and you're like, how am I going to continue to make this work? But what I think I can say confidently, what sets us, what what keeps me going is this is the the mandate that God gave me to to do this work. So if he wants me to do this work, he has to continue to provide. And so that is where I put my faith. Okay, God, we have payroll coming up. We have this coming up. We need an expert witness. And we're about to hit two years and we continue to grow. And so it's my responsibility to keep that faith up, to surround myself with people who believe in me because it's hard. It's hard. Um, but it's it's worth it. And so to your friend and to other people that are considering doing public interest work, work that's low bono or pro bono, come join, you know, let's talk about it because that's important. There's there's too many people that don't have access to this, but there's so many amazing people who want to be on this journey. And uh, so we just keep going and 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 it's working for us now. And I, I and I hope and pray it continues to work in the future. Leslie, you mentioned earlier that uh, your team has grown, which is impressive considering that Soul has only been around two years. Can can you tell me a little bit about that growth? Yeah, it's been really incredible. Um, I started my law firm just 11 days after leaving the prosecutor's office with this desire to be able to bring services to the community. And the community responded and the growth has been really, really incredible. And to help manage that growth and make sure that we're able to meet more of the needs of the community. And I will say we cannot do it all, nor should we, and we all have a role to play in life. And so I encourage everybody to tap into your gifts and and talents and to do those because we're so much better together um, as a community, as in a world when we live, live and work together. And, um, but we're blessed to be able to have new attorneys join our firm Uh, We have an attorney that works remotely with us from California that has a good expertise in discrimination law, looking at things like civil rights violations and Title IX. We also have uh, one of our legal assistants and office managers and advocates, Shoshana Shively, is amazing. Uh, She brings a wealth of experience in working with communities that have been historically excluded and marginalized, and we're so excited to have her. And One of our newest additions is Kara, who is an immigration attorney. She is incredible and helps meet a need. It's like you have food deserts. Well, here in Hawaii, we have a lack of representation for folks that are um, facing needing immigration services, especially uh, those seeking asylum, those that may be facing deportation. She is incredible and um, she is one of the reasons that we sought to look for an office on Oahu and uh, are at the hub. We also have new interns that are joining us. We just brought on our first high school intern that ha- that's looking at opportunities that they can explore and expand their horizon. Uh, we also have a social worker that's um, interning with us. So 
the growth has been awesome. And so shout out to my team. We, I, I tell you this all the time. I couldn't do it without you. And this team really serves the community and the com- community's needs because we want to be um, careful of positionality and those that are closest to the need that we we may think, oh, this is what the community needs. Let's do it. But actually listening to the community, what is it? How do you want to be served? How do you want to be policed? How do you want to have your, you're, you're the driver of your life and giving people that power back has been really amazing. So I'm super thankful for my team and expanding the ways that we can uh, serve people and work with the community and elevate the voices. So I'm super blessed by them. Are the internships going to be an, a recurring um, offering? So if, if anybody listening is interested or know a, a young person who is interested, they can check it out on your website. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because to your point of, you know, lawyers going and seeing how can they make this work, we're all about doing a a pipeline. So if we can talk with students earlier about um, social justice lawyering or uh, public interest lawyering, um, then it gives them a good opportunity. I found my passion when um, I was able to be an intern. So they're absolutely welcome. They can give us a call at 808-500-SOUL if they're interested in interning, either as a high school student, a college student, or a law student. And um, we do have programs that run through the various semesters. And we welcome we welcome their phone call and we'll we'll see if we can um, if we're the right firm for them to intern, but certainly connect them to different opportunities. And yeah. We want we want to make this um, open because, you know, I'm one of the first, if not the first attorney in my family. And so it's important to me that I give back or one of the things I want to mention when I was a prosecutor, I was going to court and this uh, I think she was a 10th or 11th grader. And she stopped me and she said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to court. She goes, well, what do you do? I said, I'm an attorney. She said, I didn't know girls could be an attorney. And I stopped and I got a chance to talk with her. And I said, girls can be attorneys. Girls that are women of color can be attorneys. You know, you can be an attorney if you want to be. Go back and talk to your college counselor. Because before I went to law school, I was a social, still am a social worker, but also an academic counselor. So, you know, yeah, law is what we do, but it's, 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 it's a part of who we are, but we're so much more than that. And we want to open this world up so that we can give other people an opportunity. Because once I'm gone, I want the work to live on and I want other young people to see themselves as attorneys so-and-so. So, yeah. I think you've been at the Hub for a couple of months now. Is that right? When did you? Yes. Yes. Okay. We just hit our just hit our two-month mark um, just in there in the last month. So in the last week, I should say. So it's been amazing being at the Hub. Two months now. Okay. Awesome. Um, how can the Hub community support you and what you're doing? So I was at the Hub earlier today, and I love the atmosphere there. Some of the folks that have their businesses there are the reason we joined the Hub. Incredible organizations such as Hawaii State Coalition Against Domestic Violence is there. Other organizations are there. The staff is amazing. Honestly, shout out to my girl, Annette. I hope I can say her name because she's amazing. Uh, One day I needed to do a, a court hearing remotely and I was able to book a room. And then she showed me offices. I had no idea. 
So just the team at the hub is incredible. Um, the support that's there, and it takes us out of that traditional law firm setting. But it also lets people, it, it's beautiful, but it takes us out of that traditional law firm setting because we're not your ordinary law firm, right? Um, we are a law firm. We are all women of color law firm. And uh, we strive to be our full authentic selves and be in spaces that we were traditionally, one generation ago, I couldn't have gone to law school. My mom was born in a time of segregation. So to be at a place like the hub where it's diverse and beautiful and um, the community is amazing, where you have soul night, where you have people that are incarcerated showing their art, that's where we want to be. We love it there at the hub. Well, thanks for joining us today, Leslie. Appreciate you sharing everything. Um, do you have anything? And those are all my questions for you. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I just want to share. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We love being at the hub. It gives us an opportunity to bring us to the community and the community um, and share and share resources. What we need is just right there. And, you know, to folks that are going through difficult times or whatnot, I just want to encourage you. You're here for a purpose and a reason. Your life matters. Your life has value. And, uh, you know, if, if, if soul law firm can ever be of service to you, feel free to reach out to us at soul.law or hit us up at 808-500-SOUL. Um, and we'll see how we're able to maybe assist you or point you in the right direction. Um, in my role as the immediate past president of the bar association, and then also currently still serving as the president of the African American lawyers association of Hawaii. I want to encourage those that maybe thought law isn't for you to consider it. Uh, we have internships available at our firm. Um, I also teach at the University of Hawaii. And um, the world is open to you. And the world is a better place and we show love to each other. So with that, Alex, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been great talking story with you. And thank you to The Hub for connecting us. And it further solidifies why we're there and that's our home. And um, it's really great. So mahalo nui. Hey, thanks for, for being on the podcast and thanks for all the work that you do. And thank you for uh, personally brightening my day. You have an inspiring story and you do great work. So thanks so much.